Hey everybody, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and I'm going to start out with just a little bit of inside baseball. As you know, we're really, we've had a lot of trouble with I Want Clips, and it's not just us, it's pretty much everybody, um, which has made Clips for Sale really our, our number one and only real clip store. I mean, you can still get our stuff, especially on, on Night Flirt, um, and of course there's there's Audible stuff, which has been, appeared on this on this podcast, but our big spot is, is Clips for Sale. They've gone through some changes too, and it's been a while ago. Really what it comes down to is I need to upload audios uh, 12 or 15 hours before I play the podcast if I want them to be um, for sale after you've heard it on the podcast. And unfortunately, I just got this week's episode, so it is not available for sale. It will be tomorrow. Um, Shayla is actually uploading the episode as we speak and i have an excerpt from it which we will play today it's it's more of um the sam's new life series which is one of the most epic series i've done uh my own autobiographical ones uh the uh the whatever uh, the boys of alpha theta new um this one the uh sorority scat what's it called Sorority Sissy Hunt, I think it was. Um, there, there's some that have just been longer and more developed than others. And and this is definitely one of my, my bigger bigger audios. Uh, so we're on to part four now. And this one is just pure torment. I realized my books in the beginning were a bit longer and probably had a little less plot, but they had a little more action is probably how I would put it. So... This section is pretty much pure torture. You're going to see some influence because some of the things that I experienced in college kind of influenced this particular story quite a bit. And uh, the cheer that uh, Sam does in the story is very much like a cheer that I had to do in college, for instance. So without further ado, here is Shayla Aspasia with Sam's New Life number 4 entitled Sam's Tormentors. Aw, let the little sissy struggle, advised Taylor. After all, it's not like it does her any good, and I kind of like that. I hated being called her. But worse than that, I hated knowing that she was right. Soon, I was through the front door and marched over to Taylor's car. I yelled into my gag, not wanting to be transported anywhere. I'm warning you, said Alexis sternly, shaking me. Look, Samantha, you can cooperate and ride in the front seat or continue to fight us and ride in the trunk. It's entirely your choice, offered Taylor reasonably. I have a bit of claustrophobia and both girls knew it. The thought of being locked in the car trunk held unimaginable terrors for me and was easily enough to ensure that I meekly allowed the girls to lead me over to the car hand on my head bent me over and soon I was set in the front seat. Taylor made sure I was securely belted into place. With my hands restrained behind me, I could not hope to release the belt. But I also knew with those heels on, I couldn't run either. Have a fun day, Samantha, smirked a waving Alexis. Just think how hysterical it will be when Mom goes into your room to lecture you about sneaking out 
and finds that you've snuck out again. I gave another futile struggle against my bonds, which had the effects of doing absolutely nothing, except sending a spaghetti strap off my shoulder. Alexis reached in and gently put it back in place, laughing to herself about my predicament. Then much too quickly, the door was closed, and Taylor was backing down our driveway. I was very nervous about being seen in the car with my mouth stuffed full of panties, and wearing a pink nightgown, so I tried my best to slump down in the seat. Aw, don't be so bashful, Samantha. I can't wait to get you back in my place, said Taylor. I don't mind telling you that seeing you all dolled up and helpless in the front seat of my car has got me very excited. I'm surprised I can concentrate enough to drive. She reached over and began stroking my thigh, gently teasing up my nightie, which caused me to squirm in my seat. After a few blocks, we pulled up to a stoplight with a red sports car next to us. I recognized the car's two occupants as two juniors at our high school. Neither of them was paying us any attention, but I tried to turn away from them, just in case. Taylor noticed and honked the horn loudly and waved at them just before the light turned green and we could speed off through the intersection. I went pale, with shock, but we were all out of there before the two guys saw us or could react. I breathed a sigh of relief and prayed the ride would end quickly. Luckily, only five minutes later, we pulled into Taylor's driveway. By this point, my desire to get out was greater than any desire I had to escape, so I meekly complied as Taylor released and led me into her house. I knew that Taylor had a younger brother, who was around 16 as well, as an older 20-year-old sister, both living at home. I think she also had one other brother who had moved out. Still, that meant there were four other people living in the house besides Taylor, so the longer I was there, the more likely I was to be discovered. I know what you're thinking, said Taylor, but my family is all out, so we have the entire place to ourselves. My parents won't be back until late tonight, so we can have a little fun together. She said, untying my ankles and leading me down to the basement. I should probably mention here that unlike my family's basement, Taylor's was finished. In fact, her bedroom was down here as well as her father's office. She paused by the laundry machines to grab another length of clothesline and then led me into her bedroom. Pushing me down on my knees, she dragged me up against her bed and began to tie my ankles tightly together and then to the leg of her bed. This is just temporary, she assured me. I need to get a few things from my sister's room. In the meantime, I'd prefer it if you didn't wander off. She left the room with me kneeling in front of her bed. I could stay kneeling or I could flop on my stomach and lay down. If I did that, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get back up to a kneeling position without the use of my hands. So I chose to stay kneeling and wait Taylor's return. She was gone about 20 minutes before I heard her descending the steps. Standing in her bedroom doorway, she was a vision, 
She was wearing a black baby doll nightie that looked amazing on her. I had never seen her in lingerie before, and just the sight of her was enough to take my mind off my current predicament despite the pain in my knees. Unfortunately, I could also see that strapped around her waist at that particular moment was a large pink strap-on dildo. I melted into a giant puddle of desire and fear. I'm going to take your cherry, Samantha, but first, I want you to, well, you know, suck my beautiful cock. She announced gently fondling her new appendage. If you do a really good job, I promise I'll be gentle and use lots of lube when I fuck you. Now, I'm going to have to ungag you, so don't try to do anything stupid. It was a relief to be able to spit out the panties packing my cheeks and to relax my jaw. However, before I could say anything, she was sticking that pink rubber dick right in my face. I'm not sure what I could possibly have said at that point, but I could hardly manage to get a sound out with her trying to shove that thing down my esophagus. Maybe it was the pink color that helped me take my mind off what it was, but I finally gave up trying to avoid it, opened my mouth, and began to suck on her dildo. That's it, baby. Oh, you're making me so wet. Take it all. Take every fucking inch of my magnificent cock, Samantha, ordered Taylor. My attraction to her at that moment was at least as strong as hers was to me. I could feel my own cock stirring under my nightgown. Taylor's obvious sexual excitement at my helpless humiliation confused me. I didn't know what I should do, or even wanted to do about my situation, how could I do anything except to continue to suck hungrily on her cock? Now, let's take that cherry of yours, grinned Taylor after a while, clearly in charge and loving every moment of it. I'm scared, Taylor, I murmured. I want to fuck you. I really do. But not like this. I want to be the man. Oh, Sam, said Taylor sadly, gently stroking my face. As a man, you have little to offer me. Your cock would never satisfy me. You must know that. But as my little princess, I think I could fall for you. I really do. I wasn't crying, but tears began to well up in my eyes. It wasn't because Taylor's words were mean. They weren't, because I knew them to be the truth. This girl was way out of my league, but if I could lose my male ego, maybe I could be her lesbian lover. She would never be mine, but just possibly I could be hers. I just didn't know if I could do that right now. I looked down at Taylor, untying my ankles and could smell the sweet floral scent of her shampoo. She was a goddess. She helped me to my feet and turned me around. With my hands still bound behind me, she pushed me down on her bed and lifted up the back of my nightgown. The cool air blowing on my naked thighs sent a chill up my spine. Well, something did anyway. I could feel her rubber cock pressing against my ass crack, exploring. 
I gulped a deep breath and waited for her to ram her dick deep in me, when suddenly I heard an amused voice behind us. This is adorable, Tay, but what did I tell you about borrowing my stuff without permission? asked Taylor's older sister, Sabrina, from the doorway. Sorry, Sabs. I'll promise I'll get my own soon. Nah, keep that one now, but buy me a new one, will you? You might want to get him out of here. Little bro will be home any moment. Shit, cursed Taylor. Thanks, I will. Having fun, Sam? Sabrina teased playfully. Er, yeah, I replied. There was no way to describe all the feelings flooding into my brain at that precise point. But phone probably wasn't the words I'd have picked. Sabrina had a good laugh at our expense, and she turned to leave. We'll pick this up another time. I'm going to take your cherry. Taylor stated, untying my ankles before telling me to stand up. I did and immediately turned my back to her so that she could undo my bonds holding my wrist. Ah, nuh-uh. We're not done with you, princess. Not by a long shot. But I'm sure you'd prefer not to see my brother right now. So let's get you out of here. Frustration doesn't even begin to describe how I felt as she led me back out to her car. At least I wasn't gagged anymore, so I asked, where are we going? Why, what does it matter to you? It's not like you can stop it from happening, growled Taylor. Prevent what from happening, I asked fearfully. Sorry, that probably sounded more ominous than it should. When I'm done with you, I'm supposed to take you over to Ashley's, replied Taylor soothingly. Ashley? Um, what for? Well, as you know, we own you now, so today we all have uses for you. But my mom is going to be looking for me. Boy, is she going to be angry. I've snuck out again. She won't understand that I had no choice, I pleaded. I know, she quipped easily. That's exactly what Alexis wanted. She has plans, too. This wasn't good news. While these girls were doing who knows what to me, my mom would be getting very angry, and getting angrier the longer I was out. I shudder to think what Alexis's plans would do with all that anger directed towards me. She certainly wouldn't be calming her down. Sure enough, a short while later, Taylor pulled up in front of Ashley's house. It was bigger than either mine or Taylor's, but it didn't provide any more privacy when Taylor walked me in from the car. I know for a fact that an old guy walking a dog on either side of the street saw me being led, but he didn't say anything. I was mentally preparing what to tell the police when we were arrested, but it turned out to be an unnecessary because he was just ignoring me. Obviously, in that neighborhood, someone being led around wearing a nightgown in early afternoon and clearly restrained wasn't considered unusual. Ashley was evidently thrilled to see me, rushing out and hugging me close. I couldn't really resist, but she treated me almost like a small child, all helpless and cute. Gwen's already inside. We have the house to ourselves today. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. Fun, she gushed. Go on in. I need to talk to Tay. Oh, that's right, your hands. 
Just ring the bell with your nose or something. I doubt you could reach it with anything else, she giggled, looking meaningfully at my growing. I did just that, walked up to the front door, bent over, and pressed my nose against the bell button until I finally heard it ring. Gwen opened the door and let me in, being a bit more reserved than Ashley had been. Ashley had a nice house with a very high ceiling in the family room. As I followed Gwen in there, I noticed that it had been set up with a bright, fancy lights and some white reflectors as well. I looked at Gwen, raising an eyebrow as a shiver of fear ran down my spine. That's right, Samantha. We're going to have a photo shoot, said Gwen, picking up what looked to be a very expensive DSLR camera and snapping a quick shot of me. When Ashley arrived and untied me, I was so pathetically grateful for that small kindness. I'd have done just about anything she asked me. Alexis had tied me well, not so tightly, that the ropes were digging into my wrist and restricting the blood flow, but having been in that position for several hours now, my wrists were quite chafed and my arms were aching and quite sore. So, said Ashley, as I rubbed some feeling back into my wrist, despite the intense pins and needles I was experiencing, as Gwen just told you, we're going to have a bit of a photo session this afternoon. Don't you have enough blackmail on me yet? I asked sarcastically. Frankly, can you ever have enough? And when does enough become too much? Besides, I can't wait to see you posing in some stuff, replied Gwen. I think we're close enough in size to you that even though not everything will fit perfectly, most of it will be close enough for a few pictures, added Ashley. We've got dance costumes, a cheerleader uniform, Halloween costumes, a wedding dress, and a really nice assortment of the sexiest clothes ever. Lucky you gets to try them all on, said Gwen proudly. They were both clearly enjoying themselves. I don't want to dress up for a bunch of pictures, I replied. And yet you will, stated Gwen forcefully. Both of them stared at me. But why do you want me to take even more pictures? You've already got plenty of blackmail on me. Obviously, I don't want anybody to ever know about Ryan and me. This simply isn't necessary, I pleaded. Oh, it's not necessary, Princess, said Gwen. But it sure is fun, interjected Ashley, completing her sentence while firmly pulling my nightgown down to my waist so that she could strap a bra around my chest. I managed to struggle free of her grasp, but glancing desperately around, I really had no place to go. Gwen put her hands on her hips, breathed a deep sigh of exasperation, and gave me another menacing look. She motioned for me to back up to Ashley so she could put the bra on me. I capitulated. Relax, Samantha. It's nothing we haven't already seen, said Ashley. And we're going to see a lot more of it before today is over, agreed Gwen. I knew I was sunk, just as they didn't really need more blackmail on me. I couldn't afford to upset them by refusing to do everything they wanted. I moved over to Ashley and raised my arms so she could strap a heavily padded bra on me. There we go, she whispered. We can't have a flat-chested model, can we? The girls dressed me in so many outfits. They were both from successful families 
who gave their daughters whatever they wanted. They were the trendy girls who set the fashion trends for the whole school. Between the two of them, they had more dresses than you'd find in most suburban shopping malls, a large part of which I destined to be modeled for them. I was their life-sized, compliant doll who they could play with to their heart's content. It wasn't just dresses either. They had me put on so much different lingerie I lost track of it. Then there were the teddies, baby dolls, corsets, and some things I had never seen or heard before. I was also squeezed into spiked-heeled sandals, CFM pumps, and skyscraper hooker boots. Every outfit change came with new makeup and hair as well. Gwen delighted in finding just the right color or shade for the precise look she was going for. From sweet and innocent prom queen to wanton slut, I became them all. The worst part wasn't even the outfits. It was the way they made me pose for the camera. It started with a simple model's pout, but when the lingerie came out, I was doing the classic cheesecake shots, and some costumes required even more complicated maneuvers. As I posed for the shots in the cheerleader outfit, I had to perform a cheer and dance while chanting. S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A, boy or girl, who can say? See my dress, see my heels, I eat cum with all my meals. Yay, Samantha! Ashley had just put me in the short pink floral dress with pearl earrings and necklace. Gwen had added a white hat and had done my makeup in fresh face style with soft pink lips, light eyeshadow, and a complete lack of blusher. They led me nervously out back where Ashley's house had a truly amazing garden. With the autumn weather, the backyard was brimming with a variety of colors and shades. I looked ridiculously feminine, like a model in a French Impressionist painting. There was an ornate bench at the rear of the garden where they had me sit and pose. I didn't like the thought that neighbors on three sides of us could see me. It was fairly well concealed in the way the girls had me demurely dressed. I didn't really have to worry. I glanced down at Ashley's gold watch on my wrist and could see that I had been posing for pictures for over four hours already. I was going to be in so much trouble when I eventually got home. Hey, are you out the back? said a male voice from the driveway. I immediately recognized it as belonging to Ryan. This day wasn't going to be ending anytime soon and didn't look to be getting any better either. Yeah, come around, Ryan sang out Gwen. We thought we'd have you two pose together for a few shots, said Ashley, as if we hadn't already figured that out. Ryan was dressed very dapper in a black sports coat, red dress shirt, with black tie, with khaki pants. Go get on the bench with your new girlfriend, Ryan, commanded Gwen. We'll get started with some romantic pictures out there. I noticed that Ryan didn't talk back to Gwen. But what I couldn't figure out is if he had felt beaten and had already given up, or if he found being ordered around as distasteful as I did. He kissed me, and we had to try to feign intense passion. But I couldn't help but think back to Taylor. There was real passion there. I didn't want her to penetrate me. 
I desperately wanted to be the man in our relationship, but at the same time, I also was very intrigued by the idea of her being somehow attracted to me as a girl. I guess I put on some of that affection for Taylor into my kissing with Ryan. I had lost myself in what I was doing before I heard the girls cheering me. I blushed profusely, as if I had been caught with my hand in the cookie jar. Before long, we were back inside, Ryan wearing only his bikini underwear while I was in an emerald green baby doll. We rolled around, making out on the couch as the girls snapped picture after picture of the two of us. The worst one they got was of me on my knees, salivating and staring hungrily at his erect cock, which was inches in front of my face. I didn't even have to touch it, but I didn't think anybody who saw that picture would ever believe my explanation. "'You're almost done,' said Ashley. "'Almost?' I asked, totally exhausted. "'Yeah, we thought we'd celebrate with a few cocktails,' said Gwen. Ashley passed cans of beer to Gwen and Rye before giving me a bottle, with an entire fifth of southern comfort in it. "'What the hell is this?' I asked, pushed my limit. "'You're a ticket out of here,' replied Gwen. "'Finish up that and you can go,' stated Ashley.' You don't have to chug it, but the sooner it's gone, the sooner you can leave. I was not used to drinking hard liquor. Sure, I'd been drinking beer at parties for a few years now, but this stuff was a lot stronger than beer. I'm not a very big guy. The peach taste wasn't disagreeable, really, but according to the bottle, it was 100 proof. I don't understand, I said. I can't drink all that. Try, said Gwen. I'll let you know when you're drunk enough. After drinking about 20% of the bottle, my face felt warm, and my nose began to feel numb. At one-third of the bottle, I was giggling uncontrollably and having trouble holding my head straight. I was tilting it to one side or the other, trying to find a way to follow the conversation. Every now and then, I'd catch them giggling and joined in, but didn't understand what the joke was. Usually, they simply insisted that I keep drinking. He's getting really hammered, girls, warned Ryan. If you don't want us to have to take him to the hospital, you better not have him drink too much more. Aw, oh, you just want to make sure your girlfriend doesn't puke in your precious car, said Gwen. No, I think he's right. Soon he won't make it home. Ashley could see that Gwen was enjoying this. Maybe just a little bit more, so it doesn't wear off while he's getting dressed and being driven home, so that we should probably let him stop. She peered closely in my face, quickly pulling back from the smell of raw alcohol on my breath. Fine, I suppose we don't want him too sloppy drunk, agreed Gwen. Drink up, slut, reaching over and pushing the bottle back to my mouth. I was led back into Ashley's bedroom, where the girls helped me to strip naked. I was long past feeling shame, instead focused more on standing upright with a spinning room. The girls dressed me in a sheer underwear, revealing dress and thigh highs. The dress was so short, you could not only see the top of my garters, but at least a couple of inches of bare thigh as well. On my feet was a pair of black five-inch spiked heels that I would have had a hard time to walk in had I been sober. In my current condition, every step was a scary adventure, but mainly for those around me. I had no worries or cares. 
Ashley teased out my hair while Gwen applied makeup in thick and overdone way. Just about any guy looking at me would instantly think I had but one thing on my mind. Any girl who saw me would immediately think I was a slut. Gwen gave me another couple of swigs before I was sent off with Ryan to drive me home. Ryan put his big arm tightly around my shoulders, not romantically, but more to hold me steady, because if he didn't, I would have fallen flat on my face attempting the walk from Ashley's house to the car. He gently lowered and belted me into the front seat of his car, leaving the window next to me open. I was drifting in and out of consciousness as he carefully drove me home. I guess you're going to be in deep shit when you get home, he said. You better show the girls that you won't cause them any more problems or it'll only get worse for you. It's easier to just do what they say. Like a slave, I slurred, giggling. Yeah, kind of. I know it sucks. That's the position I'm in, too, you know. At least they let me dress and act like a guy, I guess. Yeah, this sucks, I agreed. Not that you don't make a real hot girl, he said. You know, you're one of the prettiest girls in our school, and the way you carry yourself is very sexy. I mean, I'm straight and all, but I guess if I have to make out with a guy, I'm glad it's you. I don't want to wear dresses, I was practically sobbing. I know I wouldn't either, he said. I get that, but at least you are good at it. Ryan pulled up in front of my house, leaned over, and opened my door, leaving me to stumble out his car. He was keen to get away without getting caught with me. I swayed back and forth, and I stumbled in the unforgiving shoes up to my front door as Ryan pulled away and sped off down the road. I began feeling around for my keys before I remembered that the dress didn't have pockets and that I had been wearing a nightgown when the girls had effected my capture. This was now early evening, and who knows what my sister had already told my mom. I was reaching out to ring the bell when suddenly my mom flung the door open. Whether it was the sound of my heels as I stumbled up the walkway that had drawn her attention as she had been waiting, I didn't know. Get your butt in here, Sam. You are in so much trouble, barked my mom. So we end on kind of a cliffhanger there, but uh, as you should know by now, there are certain things moms just do not do in my stories. I hope you are having a great new year. Um, I don't want to jinx it by saying, well, it can't be any worse than the last one. I actually had a couple good things happen to me in 2021, so I'm not going to badmouth the year too much, but I still hope 2022 is better for all of us. Um, I'll be back next week, and I believe it will be Miss Jen with uh, Breaking the Billionaire, another one of my older stories. This one's a one-parter. So until then, have a wonderful week, and I'll be back next week. I hope you will be too. Oh, hey, one last thing. I just got notice that the audio for this podcast is available now in Clips for Sale, so if you're enjoying this, head on over there and you can pick it up. Have a great week.